Welcome to our next adventure with Chemology 411, a podcast about anything and everything. Kim and her guests will take you behind the scenes, behind the story, or behind the bar. So sit back, make sure your seatbelt is fastened, tray table in its upright position, all carry-ons stored under the seats. But for this adventure, electronic devices must remain on as we are ready to take off on our next adventure, introducing Kim Schultz and Kimology 411. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 216, Just Another Catch-Up Episode. I'm Kim Schultz, and I'm your adventure coordinator for the show. Let's say hi to my co-host, Dyson Arley. Hunts or Heinz? Which which kind of, uh, which brand of Hunts. ketchup? Hunts. Hunts. Ca- I'm a Hunts ketchup. person. Ketchup. Ketchup. Cats up. Well, episode. actually, I like G. Hughes right now. It's sugar-free ketchup, and it's got a little bit more spice to it. But if I had to go Heinz or Hunts, it's definitely Hunts. I don't think I ever had a favorite. I think I think it was Heinz. Completely different ketchups. Can't tell you. I can't tell you. You know me and taste. I I don't. I don't well, I just yeah. Don't that know and vision and. Yeah, yeah, vision too. <laughs> oh no, no. Let's be specific. Colors. 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 colors you don't yes. know your colors yet. <laughs> yeah. Someday I'll learn. Someday you will. So uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be a good catch-up catch episode. Up. Yeah, you we had, had to, a you lot had to of wrangle stuff. me. Yeah. You're like, I'm yeah. like, what? what? He doesn't remember any. I eat, like Kim, we literally talked about this. Kim, Kim and I was Kim's like, called. I get back on Wednesday, and so we'll have to record Wednesday night unless something happens to the plane, and I get back too late, and then we're gonna have to fit it in Thursday or Friday because we'll need an episode for Tuesday, and then I get back, you know, at you a sure reasonable you didn't time. Just say that in your no, brain? I did not. Because we were talking about you not having to do the show because your sister was in town. And I said, well, that's okay oh, anyway. Way back when? Yeah. Okay. When your sister was, I said, well, if your sister's in town, just as long as we record. Because I said, because I didn't go, I didn't go to Omaha. And so I was like, well, you could record. And, you're, and then I was oh, your sister's in town. So you spend time with her. We will have to record when I get home because the last episode is going to go out, which went, went out yesterday. And so I called and called, and so I went to the grocery store and called again and went to another grocery store, and then he called. He's like, are, are, are you calling because we're supposed to record an episode? <laughs> well, yeah, it's Wednesday. It's what we normally do. And I gave you your well, okay. sister Wednesday. To, to, um, you know, in, in my favor, it's not that we normally do it. We often do it. Yeah. But since you're gone so much, we don't normally do it. But, yes, it's... It's as frequent as not, uh, but, but it's not as when always we record. It's normally it's always on a Wednesday. No, well, normally yeah, on a all Wednesday. All I saw is that you'd call twice in an, in an hour or so. Yeah, and I get off of which gets us to something else. Get gets off get off work a little bit later now, and so I'm like, I wonder if she's yeah. That's probably why. I mean, well, maybe I, she just because sometimes you'll do it. Hey, I'm almost home, and you'll chat with me then, you know, on your way home, and we'll have those conversations. But since it was twice. I thought, yeah, probably probably an episode. The thing is, I don't have to keep keep up with any of this. No, nope. So you just gotta go. You just I just gotta, gotta go. Oh, be there. she called. Well, and I, what I called for, <laughs> what I originally <laughs> called for, because later. I didn't realize you didn't know we were recording, is I was going to the grocery store and I need. I was gonna get me some food at some point, and I didn't know if you wanted me to grab you something to eat because I knew that by the time I got done. You would be heading over, and I didn't want to eat in front of you. But then you called, and then your phone hung up, and then I called back because I was heading over to the barbecue place. You didn't answer, so you did not get food. I gave yeah. you a piece of bread. You got bread. And that's bread. okay. I got Sheridan's, which oh. I could have saved me some money. Because <laughs> uh, Sheridan's custard is good. But, uh, yeah, I've been eating too much lately. I just feel, uh, so I don't know if I would have accepted. Eating too much? Yeah. Interesting. I'd be yes, interested to know what you're eating too much of. Like, who's preparing this food? Or is this just sandwiches? Sandwiches. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff that has been going on. We haven't recorded for... We haven't recorded since the 25th, but we haven't talked about what's been going on. We just had topics that we needed to do because I had I was going out of town. And so one of them, um, I want to have you start out because it's like the big thing you've kind of 
talked about it in other episodes, dropped a few hints. And although you have known for quite some time, go ahead and tell everyone what your big news is. Yeah, like just uh, getting a, a nice big uh, career change advancement. So that it actually really did happen. And it's one of those things where you get a big move and you go, is this really happening? Am I awake right now? And could you pinch me? And you're maybe a little bit more paranoid than you need to be, especially in 2023, because you don't necessarily go into buildings for some of these bigger, more consultancy type of uh, situations. And you're dealing, in this case, with a large company with different parts of their HR and this and that and onboarding spread all over the place. And so it is odd to not go into a building and be wondering. Now, you knew that I knew I was okay, but I was still frustrated on the tiniest of tiny, tiny, tiny chances that it would be delayed, but I'm good to go. I've been uh, at the new job now for, I've actually just today got my first paycheck, uh, which is nice because it's not the usual money I'm used to. So uh, yeah, it's um, it's a real, a real similar space, but uh, just a much more respected position, I'll say, and kind of an elevated title. Uh, so I'll be able to contribute nearly immediately, but it's uh, such a big company that it's been literally two and a half weeks of onboarding. Right. So, uh, which is nice. You'd rather have that. It could be it could be better organized, but you'd rather have unorganized, massive onboarding than zero onboarding because we've all got that job where somebody says, go do this. And you're like, but how much into, how much detail should I pay attention? And they don't tell you. And then they only find out later when you when you spent too much time or you didn't spend enough time on it. So I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, and I was uh, kind of whistling as I worked uh, today. And uh, for some reason, I've been I've been singing Nights in White Satin. Well, but your job is 100% remote. And so the onboarding is a little bit different when you don't get to go in as a team and be with people and have people giving yeah, you they, directions. Because then I'll, you know I'll, that you know you're you're okay on your pace because it's the class's pace. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. So it's it's a little bit different. But to to go on with that, I want to because to kind of tie into my stuff. Um, we have been working on this for how many years? Two years. You say about t- like two years of manifesting and building mm-hmm. up something. And I, what I want you to do now is I want you to talk to them a little bit about all the different things that, that my friends and I, Kelly and all the other speakers and the things that you've attended and even our podcast kind of, I, I want to reiterate because I am trying, one of my things is, is, um, one of my friends who is a coach is moving back to Topeka and she's an amazing coach, not my coach. Kelly's not moving back here, but my friend Andrea is, and I, I, I really want Topeka to grasp this concept and you are like the poster child of, of somebody who was like, you know, I kind of believe in it. And you know, like you believe in the the higher power part of it, but not you 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 really hadn't delved in you hadn't delved into the manifesting and all the stuff that we started doing the classes and the seminars and the conferences that you've attended. I want you to kind of say a little bit about that to people on you know, like there's a lot of people in the world that are listening to this that are stuck at a job that they don't want. They're stuck at a rate that they don't want. And I want you to, I want you that, and this is congratulations on the job. That That's amazing. But I want you to go a little bit further into it. And I want you to kind of give them a little bit of hint of what took you from um, where you were in 2019, probably like before you met me in the life that you lived there. And then the craziness that you have... <laughs> <laughs> to deal with, I want them. Just, you, you I want know, you to talk about if it's a difference and, and, or and not. And I know, I I think that the manifesting that definitely I had different periods where I was doing that more expressly. But I think that uh, even when you do that expressly and you kind of do the reminders because you've had the class, and all of a sudden you're a little a little bit hotter on that in the really literal way for a couple of months. The important thing is that you know you you really start to say to yourself. Man, I do. I do know a lot of stuff, or I, I, you know, and it's not even. Sometimes it's that, hey, I'm that league too. And sometimes it's not even that you're this incredible, you know, Simon Sinek type 
but maybe there's that. You go, you know, I'm able to, to speak uh, publicly, but also you see these people who are, you realize that they're really, you're just as good as they are. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, right. you're like, they're not doing anything that's that makes me seem pedestrian. I can do that. And so I think it was a lot of just kind of realizing and being around. I, I know something that you do is, uh, I think you do this. Yeah, you said how you you, you usually hang out with people that right. make more money than you or yep. a lot of people that make. And so w- one of my things, I think, is to really try to associate with uh, people who are making that kind of money. That was kind of by happenstance and kind of just because I felt like I like hanging out with with bigger brains or, or or the people who get the results, and those happen to also be the ones that have gotten the you know the money. And so you know, part of that is when you when you hang around those people and associate with those people and get the confidence of those people. One of our one of your last deals was finding someone you're finding a champion for you, like almost like they may not know that. Um, they're your mentor, but they may. Right. And so, if you're really talking about what you, where you want to be, and see it as real, and then they're also telling you because you talk about it, and you're working and being uh, really good at what you're doing, such that they find you to be very competent, then they'll tell you you're worth it too. Right. And it feels a lot different when someone who's making that much better money than you is telling you, yeah, you can, you can do that. Uh, and there, yeah, and you should. So it kind of goes along with that. Uh, one of one of your folks at your at your last uh, events, where it really is talking to somebody and having them be your champion, or at least in your corner for your for your sounding board. I think between all that, it was a little. It, it was a little bit of all that. Some of the express manifesting, some of it therefore really going, and maybe you know I had my big. What's what's our our statement? You know, I had my oh, your um, uh, two three uh, two three page your statement. manifesting statement, and then at some point, I think that that sinks in, and you just start saying, "Well, yeah, of course I can do that," you know, or right. of course I'm in, in the same level as those folks. So to me, it's like, and then of course you've got to actually still be working on something that challenges you, it challenges you in that direction. But you never know; it's so hard to tell. It's like, is part of the reason that uh, someone said, "You know what, I want." I want uh, Tyson to be on my project management team in this big project that kind of helped me go, geez, and that's another thing I, I you know, I'm, I'm able to do. And I kind of added to my story of what I'm able to tell potential employers. Is it because I've been kind of, you know, uh, giving off of a, a different vibe of confidence and ability? Like, I, I can do that. I've done that. I've done this. This is very much like that. Of course I can do this. And so it's it's the the various things you can tick off. And then also to remember that there's all these things that are very much like the task that you might uh, get in the, you know, that you're supposed to be doing in this potential job. How many things have you really done in your life? And right. instead you go just because it's it's put in a different kind of a flavor or slightly different, you act like, oh, well, I've never done that before. Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, but how, how yeah. close have you done to that? And what types of things have you done right. where you have delved into those same types of things? Whether it's, even though I, I don't have an official accounting um, background, I've you know done a lot of things around keeping track of dollars and using spreadsheets and understanding different allocation codes and the like. So, you know, just, um, it, it's just a lot of that, I think. And then just uh, also delving into not just what you're supposed to do every day, but being a little bit more aware of everything else that's nearby you so you can be kind of the uh, cross-functional expert too. Because when you're a cross-functional expert, even even though you don't do it a lot, you know that if you had to help so-and-so who does it every day tomorrow, you you could do it. You know enough about it. Right. So It's very smart. I'll tell you another thing that, another thing that, um, ignited your your journey to where you're at is you literally started spending money and going out and doing the things that two years ago you said you wouldn't do. And I always tell people it's called cash flow. We've talked about this before. If your cash does not flow, 
you will not get more cash. It'll damn up. No more money comes to someone who just sits back and, and saves every penny yeah. and saves every penny. You have to let that money come and then you open it up to the universe and you're like, I'm ready for more money because I want to do better things and do good things. And this is good for my mental health. So that is another thing that I, that, yeah, it, that it's kind of like a scarcity, because, scarcity versus abundance mentality. Right. Uh, and, and also then, I think if you if you find your I don't know your why as to what you're doing is virtuous, and I, a part of it makes me wonder. I know that we've gone to a couple spirit mind body fairs in the meantime, and one of them was uh, you know say the person who was reading me or whatever could tell that I was in kind of a mode where I was in a in, in a good spot as to as to uh, my motivations, and my motivations are around being in a better spot for my mother. And so it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to bring your mother back to your house. But, right. you know, you know, if you really get your head around the idea that you're trying to get in a better financial spot for a good reason, you know, if it, like it's it's a morally morally a good reason, right. then I think then it, it can kind of be a help you champion in your head yourself a little bit more right. to say, "Hey, why don't I um, deserve more than this. Exactly. Uh, I agree. And you were talking about mind, spirit, body, or spirit, mind, and body fair. We just went to that a couple weeks ago. We just had one of those. We both saw our psychics. Um, mine was mine was amazing, uh, as always. Joe is awesome. Next time I go, I'm going to go see Joe, and I'm going to go see another person. I just really want to get another person's view on me because Joe just knows me well. But she was talking about my new project that I'm working on, which, by the way, after I got to Atlanta, other story that I'll tell you about, um, things happened, conversations happened, my entire design of the business completely changed into a better thing that I just hadn't even thought about, and it's going to be incredible. But the um, we went to this, we went to the Spirit Mind and Body Fair, walked around, um, and. You saw your psychic, which was the same one that was before you got the job. Yeah, I've gotten three. I've gotten three from her, and I had not done the. It's also kind of to your point of spending the money, mm-hmm. um, because it gave me some kind of a little bit of a, a vision of maybe like, hey, what, a vision of a you know kind of like a path for improvement. Like, I wonder what I could make my aura be like next time. Yeah. What what can be my progress? And I think another thing that is 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 important. I read something recently, but it, it didn't have to do with this. It was just something separate that said, uh, don't let your life be a result of Brownian motion, which is a scientific term for random. Uh, right. But if you realize that, you know, what if the next thing really is your new start that then motivates you? Like, wow, I'm finally in a different spot. And then now, I, you know, you, you always thought I'll never get there. You know, kind of like how I, I got to say something about me probably – maybe was switched a little bit different when I did bother to try to go get the house three years ago because mm-hmm. I never thought I'd get one. Right. Maybe that was brownie in motion. Maybe it was not. But maybe something said, you know, you are worth that. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. But you're um, also hanging around different people at that time. Yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. And But what I was going to say is that realize that, okay, yeah, maybe you're not exactly where you want to be, but... You know, as long as you didn't take the clot shot, you, you still got another thirty to forty years. <laughs> you never know. I mean, you right. can get you can get a, a a late start. Yeah, definitely. And if you get a late start, and all of a sudden you're used to certain finances, and I, I've always said the difference between um, money is not whether you're making twice as much or three times as much. It's more how much above your expenses are you. Right. Because if you're twenty percent above your expenses. You you might only have to make another ten percent more or twenty percent more to be um, twice as far above expenses as you were, which right. which puts you in kind of a different um, I don't know mode as far as right. your mental ability to save and or to be stressed less by life. It's not that you have to make two and three times. That's great, but right. just just remember that uh, you know it doesn't have to be that. And so you never know when that next little step of Oh well, now that I'm here, I feel like I can really gain momentum. So don't give up on just, you know, maybe you'll get to that point where all of a sudden, because now I'm finding myself really motivated to be in, in in a different kind of a place that does keep track of skills profiles and 
has and, and does self recruit, does internally recruit, right? Um, to you know, well, let's, let me make sure I get, add to my credentials. You get to the level where you're at, and you get out of the public se- sector first of all, because that's just draining of your life right there. But you start, you start getting that confidence, and then you you can move forward faster. Where you were at, you were stagnant, and you you had a mentality of I owe somebody something, and you can't have that mentality in in today's world. You can't have it because nobody thinks about you. We don't have the normal jobs where they just give out the raises every year and you get your Christmas bonus. That's just, that that's gone. If you're not thinking about yourself, then nobody else is really thinking about it. And you got to keep yourself. You got to keep yourself to where people notice what you're doing all the time. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and the the other thing too is that you have to remember, you know. We've talked about it over and over again, and anybody who listens to us has a, probably has a similar opinion. There are people who aren't worth one-third their pay. And guess what? They're making about the same amount of money you do. Yeah. So if you bring your better value, uh, you could literally pretty much rationalize with some of your coworkers, I guarantee you, well, there's no reason I shouldn't make twice as much money as them because I'm going to bring that value. Right. Right? And so you don't have to feel guilty about making that extra money because other people are making it right you know so if if you know that you're the person who really does deliver then you should just lean on that if you know for well, your confidence and that that's your that's the value you're worth and the other interesting thing about maybe the the interesting thing about this opportunity is that you know to the background and, and all the uh, the work uh i immediately just said i just asked for the top into the range right I, I, I didn't apologize which and is I something I, that yeah, normally you would have I would have I would have you would have devalued yourself and it was because, almost a 50% difference well, between the bottom and the top of the range and, and and so to explain when when and I'm just making numbers up this has nothing to do with what he makes but when you go for a job and you're going to get paid let's just say $20,000 more a year up to $40,000 more a year and in your brain you're thinking to yourself man that 20,000 would be good but if i ask for the $40,000 one i might not get it and then i've just lost $20,000 that's how we justify in it and and that, those are the people that don't value themselves that much as opposed to saying I want the $40,000 more a year job and them saying, we can give you $25,000 more a year. Nobody's going to tell you absolutely no. If they want you, they're going to hire, they're going to get, they're going to offer something different. They just want to know where your confidence is. And I am the exact same way. It used to be, it used to be that I was, I was so like trying not to charge people money. And I was, I, I, cause I see their finances. But after one of my clients left, we talked about this a while back, because they, they wanted to go to someone that's going to be charging them 10 times as much as me. And I could do exactly what those people are going to do. And they're going to they're gonna charge him even more because he's not organized and doesn't listen to me. So maybe he'll listen to them. I thought, nope, going forward, screw that. I'm sending out, my invoices are going out $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, and I'm not giving discounts anymore. I used to give a discount, like, oh, because I can, and what, no, nope, you're paying me for my service, and I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore, because I had to learn that, and money is so hard to do, because I know that I'm worth it, and I, and I, I make a lot, but then I'm thinking, oh my God, all this money, and then you get a $1,600 software bill, and you're like, screw that, they're going to have to pay me, so yeah, another thing that we did, and you're going to be shocked that, first of all, I called Tyson on a Saturday, and said, well, this is, this is in between jobs, and he was already about to jump off a cliff because he had been <laughs> he had not worked for two days and he was like, I'm bored. I don't like I have no future, I have no past, I have no nothing, because I'm as of right now, I'm unemployed until like Monday or something <laughs> like that. And so I said, I said, Well, I just called, I need to get out of the house. I was gonna drive out to Prairie Bay and it's it's kind of rainy out. 
And he said yes, which is shocking to me because he normally needs 48 hours notice because <laughs> of his mental ability to just go yes. And he was like, no, that sounds fun. So we drove up to Prairie Man for a couple hours and we played on the slot machines. I don't have my Kino machine, so it's going to take a lot of my money up there. But it was okay because... I was, first of all, I was I was not in a good mood that weekend. I needed to get out of the house and just be like, screw everything. So I really didn't care. And then the following week, uh, weekend, I got a coupon for $100 worth of free play and a $60 worth of free food at Argosy Casino. Called them up. And that was the day we did the Spirit, Mind, and Body Fair. I'm like, hey, do you want to do a Spirit, Mind, and Body Fair? And then afterwards, I'm driving up to Argosy if you want to go with me. They have Kino machines, which are nickel. And I can we can eat on $60 worth of food if you want to. And he said yes again. Look at that. You know, part of it is just knowing that I need to be more social because I'm not going to see people every day anymore. Very good. And uh, the excuse would be before for someone who is uh, pretty solitary is that ah, at least your work relationships are kind of fun and but if i'm not even going to see him and, and step out of the house and i need to be more proactive about you know taking up offers and even offering right so that's my next step so i'm going to learn about a quarter century late how to be <laughs> how to be how social to be, how to be yeah well I and mean, it's very important because um i was talking about my coach andrea the number one thing of growing businesses and making yourself more successful are referrals and networking and all of that stuff. It is who you hang around. So it is very important for people that work remotely to make sure that they're filling those, that, that time that they need with other people. And, um, yeah, you have to go. I mean, you have to go do stuff with people because it is very, very important to your profession. And we have a lot of young people out there who they all these people want to work remote and they're not really working remote because they're still they're really not working all day long and they're doing their laundry. You had said something about we have an hour to do now I can just do my laundry. You know, like okay, because like, I got an hour of lunch and I don't yeah, didn't, and, and, didn't and you don't I'm really know what to do with you don't know really what to do with it or or whatever good for you to do your laundry or you can do your laundry put a load in in the morning and then on a break go take it out and put it back in you don't have that kind of a schedule um and 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 so you 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 still want to get your stuff done so you're not so you're not necessarily doing it on times you can go hang out with people and so yeah so i was very impressed said i was very impressed that he said yes to all of it because then we we drove. I mean, well, Prairie Band was a little expensive without the oh, for the small roller that I am because I immediately lost seventy bucks. Yeah, I, I lost say immediately. Like, I mean, you I, know I mean. played for a long time and was up, and then I think I lost like two hundred. I think the lowest at that end was, was twenty five cents a pole or a push, if you will. Yeah. And the Kino ones over at Argosy, which yep. was in Kansas City Metro, uh, had as little as a nickel, and I actually spent. Well, I probably screwed around for about two hours there and basically came out a buck down. Yeah. You know. Um, and and Kino's fun. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, like you're starting out exactly where I did, just playing one. It's just the atmosphere. It's being around people and being around the energy Yeah, I in like there. being around all that. I... Uh, my my joke lately is with my, um, my sister laughs about it too because she makes me look like an absolute uh, social animal is that it's it's not so much that you want to hang out with them, but it's cool to be around the people. Zoo. Right. And at the casino, the you don't have to zoo. be around people. Like, you could you could literally go play on your own machine. I don't have to see you the whole time. We separate it. I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to go by myself. It's, it's just literally the people zoo. Yeah. Like, look at them. They're kind look, of fun to watch. I can go watch. I can go watch this game. Over. You can go watch people play. You can sit around. You can you can gamble or not gamble. You don't have to. And you can go. This is that. I like like I'm going tomorrow. I have to go to the dentist, and I have a hundred dollars again. And I know that because of the the holiday weekend, I'm not going to be in town to go. So I'm going to go tomorrow after my dentist. I'll drive up there and spend some money, gamble a little bit, come home because I got to drive an hour to the dentist. I might as well. 
Uh, yeah, I, I liked I liked the one in KC Metro, even though it was a little further. So I have to figure out. There's uh, two others that are within. About well, Hollywood, easier, Hollywood Casino isn't that far, but I'm boycotting them right now. Right. And until I got to send my email for the third time, because nobody, the email that I sent required someone to come send something back. So now I'm going to go to corporate. Like now I'm going to go to Penn. I'm not going into that website. I'm going to do some investigating and I'm going to send it and I'm going to tell them, listen, I've sent this twice and I know that it's not being, it's totally being ignored. And I, this is not how you do customer service. And I tell you, we, we talked about it many a time without going into details of it. But it was another one of those things where guys, uh, girls, people who have businesses, people who work with businesses, management is everything. Yeah. I mean, if you are not all, all over what your managers are actually you know, doing and making sure that your folks do... Uh, then good luck. You are speaking of casinos. You're rolling the dice on your legacy. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur, I mean the difference between adequate management and or excellent management is huge. And if you have poor management and don't even know it for even just three months, oof. Yeah. You better have something that can tell you, you whether management something. is going down. And you better be looking all the time, and not just imagining it's just the the whims of the you know the, the world that is making your business go down. Because it could be that you got a manager who just is not doing things well. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, um, so the front of our restaurant is boarded. Got a big like a board thing on it. They're going to tear the front out and get that going. Once that's done, we're open. So we're getting excited about that. We've got some other stuff we have to do still, of course. Um, but I'm going to tell you about my Atlanta trip. I had a beginning situation and I had an ending situation. I went to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. uh. So I go to, I, I drive to Kansas City International Airport. It's it's a brand new airport. It's been up for all of like six months, nine months. It's not that old of an airport. And so all the parking and everything is different. And so I have to park in a different, complete different parking lot than normal. And so I, I get to the parking lot and pull in and I notice as I'm driving through the parking lot, I see all of these white passenger vans. They're just plain white passenger vans that have like three rows of seats in them. They're like that kind of a big. And in our, in our parking lot, in our economy parking lot, we have the blue bus. And the blue bus is what we've always gotten on. It's just a bus that's blue. <laughs> Very simple. So l- listen, listen bus. to this phrase, bus blue, 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 blue bus. bus. Okay, three-letter word starting with B. And I have been traveling an S with a U in between. Bus. I've been traveling for thirty some years out of that airport and getting on a blue bus. But when I come to the when I come into the um, the parking lot, I notice that there's these white vans driving all over. Like you can see, cause it's such a big parking lot. You can just see like the tops of these white vans. They're just driving around. And I thought, this is weird. And so I cut through to take a go around to park right next to number 13. And I almost hit one of the white buses. I park and he stops right behind me. And I'm thinking to myself, like first of all, band? I am by myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an old, no, no, it's just a white, it's a white, you, there's windows on it. But here's the thing. I am a female and I am alone and we are taught certain things. So I sat in the car like, yes. I'm not, I'm not going to, if I get out, what if they're going to sex traffic me? What if they're kidnapping me? I don't know. So then he pulls up kind of by the 13 and I'm thinking, what is going on? So I get out of the car because now they're to the point where I can run. I get out of the car. I get my suitcase and I get my backpack. And he says, um, I'm gonna, I take you to the airport. Doesn't speak English very well. And I'm like, I, and he has, he's t- talking out the window, kind of yelling at me. And I was like, what? Like, you're taking me to the airport? And now I'm thinking, is this a tip service? Like some business coming through yeah, here? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, is this but, the one where they're, you're, I, I could go the cheap way and this right. is going to be the expensive and, or, way. Or, or they just, are, and are these people legal? I don't know right. who they are. Right. But here's the problem. Normally I get out of the, uh, get out. I situate myself to see where I'm parked. 
luckily you walk I over took, to a little stop yeah they tried to stop and yeah. I'm, I'm right by the stop like i'm right by the stop i parked but luckily when i got out i looked at the i looked at the van and on the side of the van in all capital letters on something that is literally magnetized <laughs> to the side of the van it says blue bus <laughs> Did you Are the, you fucking remember what kidding we said me? about B U S? But it's on a what? It's on a van. It's a V A N. It's not a. It's not a blue bus. So, it's did a they freaking at least white put it van. In quotes. Nope. Blue. Nope. Quote, quote bus. Blue bus. Nope. Just blue bus. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay. I mean, I see blue bus there, and I'm. It's not see, even like one of those I, nice plastic wraps. No, it's literally. It's literally a some, metal thing. You know, like it's, the it's old. A magnet stuck to the side of a white van. You know, it would have said back in the day, uh, um, Maidenville Public Schools, you know, you, yeah, on the was, side of the van. And, but it, this is this is something that you can just take teachers off. Teachers conference. How freaking hard would it be just to get something made like that, slap it up, and even though they have five of them in there, be the sixth one. Be the sixth one. You don't know. Make your human so trafficking money. I get to the have door. Your side hustle. I get to the door. Now I have to open the van door. And now I'm just getting into the murderer's van <laughs> by myself. I said, what do I do with my luggage? He says, you can put it on, you can put it up here or you can put it in the back. And I'm thinking, oh, please, hell no, I'm not putting it in the back. Please secure yourself via the uh, the handcuffs. Uh, on exactly. There. Yeah. We don't have, we don't, we don't have, we don't have seatbelts in here, but we do have some handcuffs. Yeah, no. This so I get weird. in. So I get in, <laughs> okay, click, and click. I take the I take my luggage and I put it on the front seat. And you you're know, the, the first and I'm only the first person. and only person in here. And then I take my backpack and I put it by the door because I'm thinking if this doesn't go right, I'm jumping out the door and I need the backpack because that's got my computer and my keys in it. The suitcase, you can have my swimsuits and my clothing. There's nothing in there that I need. Oh, he wants them. So then we drive through and we see another guy pulling out. So he drives over to him and he yells something out the window for him. And then he tells that guy to put his his little satchel in the back. So he gets a satchel and he gets in. And then we go to another stop and there's a couple there. At that point, he gets out of the vehicle, goes around back, opens the door and loads up the guy and his wife stuff. He probably never got four before. He's going to bring in quite a haul. I know. And he was like, yes. And so anyway, he shut the back door. The people came around because he was loading (laughs) it up. The people came around. I once again have to open both doors and close both doors because now I have become an employee of MCI. (laughs) And I turned around and I said, oh, my God, at least we're going to get kidnapped together. And the girl goes, I know this is weird. And I was like, it is weird. So we go and he takes us to the airport and he's just a shuttle and what and i said to you and i said to my friends i said i guarantee you they don't have enough cdl drivers to drive the blue bus all right yeah they don't because there's a sign on the blue bus well today i took the red bus but it's got on their uh, hiring cdl drivers for the buses so they were subcontracting out these vans which is scary and unacceptable well, to a, me b it should be in many a place that notice uh, white uh, white vans, uh, sub subcontracting vans will take you to the in the absence of the buses. Right. Something that lets you know. Not I looked on the I looked put, on the website. Yeah. Over at the number thirteen stop. Something. The other thing is that they should have told them unless they just don't understand the creeper vibe. That they don't don't, don't stay don't follow people. Right. Just go catch them at the bus stop. stop. So when they get to the bus stop, don't, yeah. So anyway, I I freaked out. And then when I got back today, I couldn't find my car because I was so freaked out. Like I literally was not, I was, this is not right. And maybe it's just that the driver was a dick and that's what I was picking up on with my energy of just like, he's just not, I mean, he could yeah, be a nice person. Not, I don't know, but I did not like If he's not a CDL like and they had to just get somebody, who knows some, how little training they went. It's right. Like, let's pick up people. They want to go to the airport. And just get them up and to the airport. And all of a sudden he's like, you know, creepily following yeah, people thinking that that's the handy they thing They think to do. it's good and it was very scary. I did find my car because I made it back. The second thing at so did he this, not have to have a lanyard or something at uh, least. You know what? He had a radio that he was like this. This is exactly what he did. Four two five nine four. Like this. He's like, what the hell is he saying? Four, four, four two, times seven thousand four hundred. Yeah, exactly. 
30,000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, all right. So I had a great trip. I had we really didn't do too much in Atlanta. The boys are going through real estate school, so they were gone. I went to my little conference with my friend Andrea. We went out and ate and did all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just it's just a relaxing time. We really didn't just kind of hung out. Went to some malls, walked around. By the way, their malls are completely full of stores. Uh, the Mall of Georgia <laughs> and. Um, uh, the other one that I would we hope went so. To. Atlanta's freaking they're, huge. I mean, I know you weren't in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, we exactly, were in the suburbs of it. Metro. But so here's here's my second thing, and then we'll be done. Do you have anything else? Mm, no, not, okay. not off the top of my head. So we're so I have TSA pre-check. And by the way, if you're going through Atlanta and you don't need to check a bag, get get dropped off at Delta if you're TSA pre-check. Because if you're Southwest, you have to walk a, a, like a half a mile from the that side, the north side, all the way over to the south side because that's where TSA pre-check is. Which I don't mind walking because I walk the whole airport. I never, I never take. Still a good I tip never for take timing. the things, but yeah, if you're if you don't have to check a bag at Southwest, just go to Delta and it's right there by Delta, which is on the north south, the the south one, the red and blue. It's red. Anyway, I go to TSA PreCheck. It used to be something that took like five or ten minutes to get through because nobody had it. And then they basically just did huge campaigns for it because they're trying to get the money for it. And then once again, they take your fingerprints and then you don't have to take your shoes off, your belt off. I, shoot, I'm not going to sell it on here. I don't want no P. Do not get TSA PreCheck. You're starting to annoy me because I don't like the weight anymore. Anyway, there is a, at, at Atlanta, we're standing in line. We've been It's in, the worst. I was going to say, yeah, it's totally don't even not worth do it. it. Well, we've been standing for about 20 minutes going through the little cubicle to get up to the queue to get up to where I need to go. And one of the ladies comes over and she opens up the gate and she's like, you guys come through. And she put us in the handicap area um, to go through the handicap area because they didn't have any handicap and they had three TSA agents there. So we go and stand in line there. I'm sorry, and if you work for the Atlanta Airport TSA and you are at the gate, you have a fucking lazy job. Now, I saw it on TikTok how TSA agents had to, like, their guy had a gun or some swords and all that stuff. Sorry about that. But they don't even talk to you or touch you, like, touch anything, like the things. They sit in a chair. They don't say a word. You have to read a screen. That says, insert your driver's license. So you put your driver's license in. It spits it out. And then the screen says, stand still for a picture. And you stand there and it circles and it circles and it circles and it circles. And then you hear this from behind this big thing where you don't even see their face. You're good. So they don't have to do the little wand or anything like that? No, we're not there yet. This oh, okay. is just giving them the driver's license. As opposed to before, they would have to have you scan it, and they pull your driver's license, and they look, and they make sure that the name on the ticket matches it. Nope, it's all on your driver's license now. Okay? So there's two ways to go. You can go left or right, and you're going to either go to the individual, which is the, which is the older way to go through the scanner, or the other complicated one. After the TSA part? So now you're talking well, no, about the luggage at, scanner. We're at the, yeah, the luggage scanner. So he said, yeah, you're good. So now I just go stand, and i got to get my, my backpack scanned. So I go to the left. The right one is this big conveyor thing, and you got to wait, and it's very complicated. So I went to there. The, some so right next to me is where the crew has to go through security there and that guy was what do they call it it was um it was random scanning of crew members today so he would be like you're good you're good you're good you need to get scanned you'll need to get scanned you're good you're good you're scanned you're good you're good so when he says that to the crew the crew gets to go up in front of us and they have to put their stuff up on the belt and then it has to go through security and they mark it like you know like um it says on there this is a crew thing so whether they have water bottles or anything like that they get to have other stuff than we do so it tells them yeah it's a little plaque well i'm standing there and i paying attention to your surroundings uh, yes definitely um 
and I'm the guy behind me. That so two, a, a, a pilot and a stewardess for Spirit. The guy says you need to scan your stuff, and so they're standing behind me. And then the guy behind me says, "Oh, you guys can go in front." And I turn around and I see the two people in uniform. And I go, yeah, you guys can come up here. And the girl, she's just looking down on the ground. Like she's not, she goes, um, we have to get some bins. The stewardess? Yeah, the oh, stewardess. Okay. The The pilot didn't say anything until the very end. He just stood there. He was pissed. You could just tell. He was like, this is bullshit. I need to be in this room. Now I have to yeah. be like, I've got, I've got to wait here. Plus, our, our scanner's not working because something got stuck in it. So now they're fighting it up there. So we're not moving. And the, she goes, I'm going to need to, uh, I got to get, I got to get some bins. And I turn around and there's a guy behind me. Then there's a lady and then there's another guy. And he has, the, and, and he's standing next to the stack of um, bins. He has taken his suitcase, lifted it all the way up and put it in top of the bin. That's still on the that's stack. That's still in the stack. And so I turned around and I go, excuse me, um, I, they need to get a couple of those bins because they need to get through security. And he looks at me and he goes, I need to get through security. And I looked at him and I go, yeah, I know, but they have to go fly. And he goes, um, I think everybody in this line is going to fly. <laughs> and I looked at him again and I said, I guess I meant to say fly other people. <laughs> and so he reluctantly took out his thing. And I grabbed, I grabbed three of the bins and I handed them so to the him. So the bin thing is actually further away from the front than, than you are? Well, it's or just three it people behind me. Okay. It's yeah. behind me because I already have my stuff in a bin. I'm just standing gotcha. there because of the stupid thing got stuck. But the guy's just not paying attention the guy, to the surroundings. The, well, the, but the guy put his, instead of just waiting and grabbing a yeah. bin and putting it on the thing, yeah. and it's a tall, it's tall. <laughs> he just put his thing on there because he was just going to lift the bin up why would you lift what? the bin up with your suitcase in it why would you want to lift anyway whatever he so i told him i said you guys can go in front of me and i said i'll just pull my stuff back and as i did it they whatever and then the and then the captain needed two more bins because he had two suitcases and he didn't realize that this airport you have to have a bin in kci you don't have to have a bin you only have to have a bin to put your jingly Whoa. stuff in but here you have to have a bin so that guy gave him two more bins, and then they go through security, and then I go through security, go through the little thing, and then the guy behind me comes through. The captain is sitting there, and he's putting all of his stuff back on because he had to take everything off because that's evidently what they do. And the guy comes through, the nice one, says, he goes, um, something about, well, that's got to something about going somewhere and, and the guy goes yeah we're going to california but looks like we're going to be late and that's all he said and then he walked that he went back and walked through and and left then the guy behind me goes yeah i don't know what was wrong with that guy back there he, he was i go what he was a dick and he goes, yeah. And I said, you know, I go, people in this world, there are just too many assholes in this world that think that they're above and beyond everybody else, especially when he's the same guy that's going to sit at the gate. And when they say, I'm sorry, your flight is delayed because we don't have a crew. It's probably because they're standing behind some asshole in line who thinks that they have superiority over the guy who is literally going to fly the plane. And I could tell that the guy was pissed. The, the pilot was pissed because what the hell? Like, I'm a pilot. You know I'm getting on the plane. You know, why am I going through here? And whatever rules Atlanta has, the last time I was in Atlanta, the pilot, once again, because I went through the same thing, the pilot said to me, it would be nice if all of these airports did the same thing. They treat you like you're an idiot because you don't know their ways. And I don't fly this airport very often. I'm only taking over because I'm talking to people shocking. I only take, I'm taking over a couple flights. This isn't my normal thing. I didn't know. She doesn't have to get snippy with me. And I said, I go, eh, you know what? I just ignore that because th this job cannot be all that fun. So 
That was my two airport stories. I did not get kidnapped, and, and, and I didn't get shot. And then it turns out the guy who put the suitcase in the in the bin that was still in the stack was the blue van driver. Whoa! <laughs> no, no, well, but you know, here here's here's the thing. The blue bus van driver. I I, I my mouth gets me in trouble a lot, but today. That girl, the look on her face, she wasn't, she would have stood there and she would not have moved. She would have just stood there. She would not have said anything because she didn't want to get in front of us. She didn't want to interfere with our time. She didn't want to make us have to wait longer. But that's not the policy. We got to come through. We would still be standing in the other line if they hadn't let us go through the handicap section. And I'm sorry that the, that the thing got jammed with all the freaking straw and the umbrellas and all the big things that people carry on the plane. I apologize for that. But I got to the airport two hours and thir- two hours and 40 minutes early. So I wasn't in any rush. And if you were, I'm really sorry about that. But there's no reason that you have to be a dick. And especially when you can tell that the people don't want to be doing this. This is not what they want to do. They're not showing you superiority. They weren't like, we get to go in front of you because we're, they just stood there. And I'm thinking, no, I got to stick up for them. That's just what I do. So anyway, my other microphone there, my little microphone thing isn't working. All right. So anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. I did go to the grocery store and spend a lot of money, but two weeks of food, and I um, uh, got some good stuff. So that you will that you will actually prepare. Yes, I was so like I was in and Atlanta, be creative with. and I'm thinking I was writing recipes that I've never made before, like writing them, and I'm thinking I need to make these. So Just check this out. What I do, uh huh. What I do is so you can get if you go to Aldi. You can get some nice deluxe bread, uh-huh. and then you get some sliced, okay, some sliced meat of some kind, deli sliced, okay. Also, also, you want to remember this: get get sliced cheese, good cheese, good cheese, and then mayonnaise, and then make your sandwich and just cut it corner to corner. That's 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 one of my tricks. Well, <laughs> I I I'm I'm blown away by that. So. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for giving us your time, and we always appreciate our listeners. Um, keep Go back to or go to Facebook, Chemology 4-in-1. If you haven't joined yet, please do so. Let us know what's going on. Thank you, Tyson, for helping make Chemology 4-in-1 so awesome. You're welcome. Hey, guess who has at least a, a few Scales of Truth episodes up? So go find that out on your favorite uh, podcast platforms, Scales of Truth with Tyson Harley my own little deal and I've got you know something like uh, right at 200 episodes now between the quick rants of truth and the regular scale of truth a little bit newer stuff is actually over there awesome all right guys keep taking all those adventures and we'll talk to you soon thanks bye-bye